Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. So you've probably heard about Mercury being in retrograde at some point in time during the year, and this actually happens multiple times during the year. But Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde or that its movement is going to affect us because we're all on Earth, we're all part of the solar system, and all of the planets are basically affecting us all of the time. And if that sounds really overwhelming for you, I totally get it. And I also have the perfect solution for you. So if you've been here for a while, you know that I love the Magic of Eye Astrology Planners. They are honestly the most beautiful planners I have ever seen. And if you go over to my Instagram feed, you will see them for yourself. They just look stunning. And this year they have released a whole bunch of new colors. I just picked up one in a beautiful moss green because I am loving green at the moment. And so basically what you're going to get when you get a Magic of Eye planner is not just a planner for the year that's also going to help you plan your week. It also comes with like optimum time life guides. So what this is, is they've broken down the astrological transits of every single day of the entire year, and they tell you what's the best use of your energy for each day. They also mention when Mercury is in retrograde, so you can make sure you're not buying any electronics or making any hasty decisions with your communication during that time. But it also through each month and through each astrological season is going to help you learn how to harness that energy of the what's going on with the planets, of what's going on with the stars, so that you can be really using that energy to your best advantage. And if you're new to astrology, basically the way I would break it down is like imagine having a weather forecast that was actually accurate for the rest of the year. So you know like, okay, this week it might be a little bit more challenging for communication. Maybe I'll plan to have those important conversations at a different time of year. And it's also a really incredible manifestation and goal setting guide because it gives you space to write down your monthly goals, your intentions, your actionable steps to get there. And it's just a really overall incredible astrology learning tool for beginners. So if all of that sounds good to you and you know you want to get your hands on one, as well as they also have amazing matching planners and other like moon phase calendars. And with the code Kim Acrig, that will save you 10% off everything on their website and you they make amazing gifts as well like if someone gave this to me I would be so excited so yeah head on over to their website which is magicofi.com the link is in the show notes if you're like out driving right now and you can't write that down but yeah the code is Kim Acrig and I can't wait for you to get your hands on these hello everybody I know it has been a bit of a break for this 
um, season of the pod. And because of that, I'm going to say that we are starting a new season. I think it's season five. I know I really don't have any rhyme or reason to how I um, organize my seasons. It's not by year. It's not by how many there was in a season. They're just kind of when it feels like it's a new shift in the energy. And it really does feel like a new shift in the energy. Um, If you have been wondering, I have been finishing up my third year of my psychology degree and this one has just been a really big term like it's the last term before we do like our honors year next year and like for those don't know those who don't know in Australia I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world we do like three years of our undergrad and then you basically have to apply to do your fourth year which is your on it's also called like honors and you do a research project and you do like a practicum but to get into that fourth year it's not just like a you sign up and you get it like it's based on your gpa and it is extremely competitive or this is what our university tells us and so i've just really been like okay the goal is just make sure your gpa is good make sure you're doing your studies and all of the things so that you can get into that next year so you actually can become a psychologist because without that fourth year you're not able to do like a master's in psychology so pretty much like your psychology career would end there which is really unfortunate and that's not what i want so i've been working hard on making sure i'm getting those grades and So far, so good. So that's sort of what I've been up to, but I thought I would sort of ease us back into this season with something that I see coming up for a lot of people. And that's really like, what do you feel like what to do when you feel like you're just done and you want to give up. And I think everyone can relate to feeling this way at some point in time. And while I have a lot to say on this that we're going to get into in the episode, I think one of the things that especially doing my psychology degree has really taught me is that like, I think it's a lot of us who are kind of into manifestation or whatever, like we want things to be easy. We want things there to be flow. And like, while I definitely agree, like when we do hard things, there can be ease and there can be flow. But the reality of it is, is that there is just going to be some things that you do like a psychology degree that are challenging, that are hard, that are not going to be something you can do in a year or two years. Like it is a long path to becoming a psychologist at six years of full-time study. So it's kind of like, what can you do to get through those difficult things? Because I think instead of being like surprised when challenges come up, I think we should just assume that there's going to be difficult periods in our lives. And when I say assume that, I'm like not going in with the intention of being negative, of being like, oh my God, life is so hard. That's not what I mean here. I think that actually, I wish I could remember exactly the study, but I'd seen this and it was like a Harvard study where they were like, you know what we've realized? We have realized that everyone has problems. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how little money you have. Everybody has problems. But the thing that changes is the quality of the problems you have. So I think while when you hear that in the beginning, you're like, oh, no, that just means like no matter what life is going to be challenging and hard. I don't think we need to see it that way. But I think sometimes when we hope for there to be like no problems and no issues, and it's just smooth sailing in your life, 
we don't live in a world that's like that. We live in a world with duality. There's always going to be contrast. There's always going to be things that we prefer and things that we don't prefer. And I think when we can take like an attitude of being like, there's this quote where it's like, don't ask for things to be easier, ask for you to be stronger. And I think that's one of the things that I've really been reflecting on recently is that like, okay, if we know that like, no matter what you have going on in life, or no matter what kind of a position you're in, there's going to be things that are challenging, we can just accept that. But the way that we meet those challenges, and how we feel about them is really going to determine like the outcomes of our lives. And if you always want things to be easy, like, when things are always easy, that doesn't build resilience. Like imagine I've been really into reading fantasy novels lately. And it's just something I use to like shut my brain off, take a break from studying. Um, and the thing that I really realized is like, you know how when you're reading a book or you're watching a series or movie or whatever, and you're like, okay, everything's going a little too well. Like maybe that gets a little boring <laughs> and, or you're like, oh, they just go from like thing to thing to thing. And of course it all just works out. Like that. it doesn't make for a very interesting story. And if you're kind of thinking about how like you are the main character in your life, you're going through you, your story. And on the surface, maybe we can be like, yeah, I just want to go from strength to strength and everything just works out for me. But in reality, that wouldn't really build character. And I think the thing is, is we really, we always have the opportunity to grow grow from the things that challenge us. And like, the more you're willing to do challenging things, I really think that you, the, the more the more likely you are to have like a really fulfilling life. Because if you just always did things that were easy, like it wouldn't really build your character. So yeah, with that kind of thought in mind, I think sometimes it's like, when things are really challenging and you're kind of like, should I just throw in the towel? Like this seems really hard. This is kind of when it comes down to you and like no one else can do this for you. You just have to decide. You have to decide like, no, I like come hell or high water, I'm going to make this thing work. And even though it's hard right now and it's challenging, I'm going to find a way and I'm going to keep going no matter what. And I think sometimes in those moments when it is hard, it's okay to take a break it's okay to press pause. It doesn't mean that you're failing. If you just take a moment to regroup and be like, okay, like things have been really challenging. Like how can I give myself a little bit of like ease and grace in this moment? Like no one is saying you have to have like your nose to the grindstone 24 seven, 365. Like that's very unrealistic to expect. You are not a machine. So I think it's really realizing like, okay, like you can have a moment where you press pause and be like, okay, we're just going to regroup and see but like, ultimately, you still have to be the person who decides like, you know what, even though this is really hard, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this work, I'm going to find a way. And I think it's like, in those moments of deciding that like, that's really what separates the people who like do things from the people who don't because the people who don't give up are the ones who achieve their goals. And sometimes it doesn't always look linear. Sometimes the goal changes and that's okay. But I think really like you have to trust that the, the desires you have in your heart, they're there for a reason. Like I, I truly believe that like the things that truly come from you, like they're not like society put them on you or your parents thought it would be good for you to do this thing or other people think it's cool if you do this thing. Like the things that you, that truly come from the heart that you really want to do, I think that you have those desires for a reason. And to trust that like, okay, because I have the desire and because like 
I have this intention. There is a way for me to make this happen. So that's kind of the thing I wanted to start the episode off with. Like that was a little bit more of a rant about that than I really intended it to be. But I think that's the biggest thing is at some point you have to decide because like no one can do that deciding for you. You have to be the person that's like, you know what, I'm going to make this work. And the thing is, is like, it's really going to test your grit to how much you can stick with that decision, even when things end up getting really hard and getting really challenging. So it is something I hear a lot from entrepreneurs who've maybe been like working in their like business for a couple of years and they feel like they've been trying to keep it together. They're like listening to all the mentors, listening to all the podcasts, trying to be high vibe and they just feel like it's not working for them. And they know that they don't want to work at a job, but they also don't know what to do next. And it just feels like we are inundated with information right now. There is so many people out there trying to sell you a coaching package. There's so many podcasts. There's people telling you you have to do like this and this and have this kind of a morning routine. And even just thinking about it all, like it feels overwhelming even to just say all of that. And they just feel like they're drowning and they're overwhelmed and they're lost. And like, I can definitely empathize. I've been in that position too. Like I remember there was a period like, a few years back where I just felt like I was going through so many courses, listening to so many podcasts, and I'm just really looking for like, no, I don't think I was looking for like a magic bullet, but I was just looking for the information that was going to help me get to where I need to go. And the thing that is like gathering information and doing your research and learning from people who have success, it can be helpful. You definitely can get ideas. And I think that's the thing that I really noticed is I'm going to use dance as an example here. Okay, like say when I first started going to dance, I didn't have like, I guess you could call it a dance vocabulary. Like I didn't know the moves. and But as the years went on and as time progressed, like I... I had a dance vocabulary in the sense that I mean, like I knew certain different moves in my body. And the more comfortable I became with that, like I remember one of the first classes I ever went to, they were like, okay, we're going to do like a freestyle at the end, like just make up whatever you want to the song for 15 seconds. And I was like, what? (laughs) I have no idea what to do because I didn't have that dance vocabulary. And now like you're, years later, um, like I ended up like guest teaching a class and that entire thing, it had to be made up from my dance vocabulary. Like it had to be like the things that I had learned. It's almost like a language, but a language with your body. And that was able to form the choreography. Would I have been able to do that at the beginning? No, because I didn't have that vocabulary. And this is the same way that I think about business. So there is a million ways to run your business. There is so many different things that you could do. There is so many different ways to do things. There is so many different people out there telling you all the different ways that you could do something. And it's like, it's not saying that those people are wrong, but also you're going to become very overwhelmed and pulled in so many different directions if you're trying to listen to all of them. And so this is where things can get really challenging because you're like, well, I don't know what to listen to. And a lot of people sell things from the perspective of like, I did it this way. So if you just follow these exact steps, you're going to have the same success. And I think this is dangerous. I think people who market this way, I think it's unethical because um, there's a lot more that goes into 
creating and running a business than just following a certain set of steps. Because one, every single person is different. People like to work in different ways. You have to find a way that works good for you. But also the biggest thing that I see with so many of my clients is like the strategy is not the problem. Like the beliefs they have, this deep held subconscious beliefs that they have about themselves and what's possible for them, that's really the things that need to shift. And when you shift that, you're able to just kind of cut through the noise and be like, no, I trust myself. I know I can do this. I, ha- I believe that I'm worthy of having this. And so these are the actions that make sense. And you're able to just filter out all those other people who are being like, no, you need to do it this way or you need to do it that way. So it's a little bit like, yeah, it's good to have the vocabulary of business and like all the possible things you could do to grow your business. But Knowing all those things is not going to be helpful unless you have that deep connection with like your inner voice or intuition or whatever you like to call it, your higher self. And so here's the biggest thing that I really realized, like when I was going through parts of my business where I was like, oh my God, this is so challenging. Like, I feel like I'm inundated with all of these people telling me different things to do and I don't know what I should be doing. The biggest thing I really realized is that your mind or like some people call it the mind some people call it the ego but it's like everyone knows what i'm talking about it's like that part in your head that is just like constantly going it's coming up with fears it's coming up with all of this like chatter it's very a mental energy and so for my purposes i just call that the mind and then your inner voice or your intuition that it's like that deeper part of you that knows that everything's gonna work out it has that wisdom it's not freaking out I refer to it as the inner voice. So just keeping that in mind as we go forwards. And so really realizing that your mind wants things on a certain timeline. And this is, especially some people seem to have very strong minds. And I definitely related to this because my mind was like, oh, okay, like I've done this. And that means that I should have like this really successful thriving business within like two seconds flat. And when you are not achieving that, then all of a sudden you start creating all these stories where you're like, oh my God, I'm a failure. Like it's not going to work for me or like so on and so forth. But the reality is, is like your mind wants to have it done. (laughs) Like in the past, your mind does not like to sit in uncertainty. Your mind wants to have everything figured out. It wants a 10 step plan and it wants to know like everything's going to be okay because the mind really, it lives in fear a lot of the time. And so the thing that we have to know though, is like this timeline that the mind thinks that it wants things on is not always the best timeline. And that's not saying that you shouldn't have the success that you want right now or that it shouldn't be working out for you right now. But the thing is, is there's sometimes things that you need to go through like the process of time in order to be the right person to run your business the way you want to run it. Because what I mean by this is like, okay, say your business is going from like making like $3,000 a month and you really want it to be making $20,000 a month. But it's like, do you have the things in place where that would be possible? Can you actually do that amount of work? Do you have like, this is kind of what I mean where it's like sometimes that jump is so big, but you don't have the infrastructure or the inner systems of belief or like that frequency with money to be able to hold that. And so this is what I kind of mean that sometimes it's like you have to go through the timeline as it needs to go through to become ready to be the person that holds that version of success. And this is really challenging because people will be like, okay, but I have bills to pay. So like, how do I make that money now? And when it comes to this thing, this is where you need to have that really 
deep connection with your inner voice because despite what all the coaches would want to tell you, they don't have the answers and they can't tell you what's exactly right for you and your business and the timeline that that needs to happen on. So this is where you need to start cultivating that relationship with your inner voice and be like, okay, like this is my goal. This is what I want to do. Like what should be my next step? And this is where when you start to really lean into this and you start to get better at doing this, your inner voice is always going to want to do things in the present (laughs) for the most part. This is something I've really noticed when speaking with my inner voice because my mind will be like, nope, we want that 10-step plan. What are we doing next year? What are we doing in three months? Like so on and so forth. And I'm not saying don't create goals for long-term things, but when it comes to your next step, you only need to know the next thing to do. And so this is where your inner voice can really come in because when you start cultivating it and asking it these things, it will always give you an answer. And sometimes this answer is not going to make sense to the mind. Sometimes this answer is going to sound really weird. And sometimes when it sounds really weird, you know that you're like getting into your inner voice because it doesn't make sense to your mind. Your mind is like, I don't see how that's going to work out. And your inner voice is always going to be like, nope, this just makes sense to me. And when you start following that, things really start falling into place. Because one of the big things I noticed, and even like Maslow's hierarchy of needs discusses this, like obviously you need to have like those safety and those basic needs met for you to able to be really able to elevate into those other levels. So if you're in your business and you're really struggling, and this kind of goes against the advice of I, I think what most coaches would kind of tell you, is that like I don't think there's anything wrong with having another job or just like working in another job to save up the money so that you can have like a bit of um just like a nest egg because that will take that stress off of you and when you don't have that stress and you're not in survival mode you're able to make way better decisions and even when we look at this from like a nervous system perspective like if you are constantly in fight or flight in that survival mindset you're not going to be making the best decisions that you can so it's really like and I'm not saying that you have to go and get a job either this is one of the things where it's like you need to consult with your inner voice and be like okay like what should I do to make money? Should I go get a job? Should I work hard on this? Should I launch this? Like these are questions for your inner voice. Nobody can tell you what to do aside from that inner guidance. And if other people start telling you that they know what you should do, I would be very, very cautious of that because it's like, if it doesn't work out, they don't take responsibility for what's happened in your life. That comes down to you. So the next thing is, is really just like, stop I, I kind of was touching on this but like stop looking externally because we're it's really easy to get stuck in like oh if I just do this course it's going to tell me what to do and that's going to help me and the thing is is like your inner voice knows what you need to do next it's like you need to make time to cultivate that relationship with it and if this is something that's new to you I would kind of just like it I find it really helpful to either do this when you're first waking up or when you go to right before you go to sleep because those are times where it's like sometimes the mind isn't so active or you can sort of get into that space where it's really easy to get quiet and just like go within and so I always say like kind of connect down to like where you hear that intuition from like for some people it's sort of in their heart space for some people it's more in their gut and I always just started off like so you you can kind of hear what it sounds like by just being like inner voice are you there 
and listening for the answer. And sometimes it takes a little while and sometimes it's there right away. And then so the more you speak to it, you more you start to realize what it sounds like. And when you first start doing this, I find it can be really helpful to the mind speaks in a lot of words. The inner voice is a voice of few words, I find. And so when you start getting answers, they might just be one word or two words. And when you do that, that doesn't mean you have to stop there. You can ask it. You can be like, why? Why should I do that? Or why shouldn't I do that? And like, keep going because it's a conversation. You, you don't, it usually speaks in one or two words, but that, that means that you need to keep asking questions to kind of draw it out. And it's funny because there's sometimes, I like to call them the mind's chew toys. Those issues where like, no matter what, your mind kind of keeps going back to it. And it's like, but what about this? But what about this? And so when you have those things kind of pop up, it can be really helpful because you can bring it back to the inner voice and the inner voice will generally always answer in the same way, which is something that I found really interesting when I do this. Because I guess something recently that sort of came up was like there was... um, I was sort of trying to decide what I was doing with school next year, like in terms of like applying to other universities. And like, I would keep asking my inner voice and basically it would keep telling me to wait. And I was like, what do you mean by that? I want to know now. (laughs) And so um, like, it kind of was sort of showing me that like, not all the things are in place for you to know to make that decision right now. And this was really challenging for my mind. My mind wanted to have an answer right now. It wanted to be planning like five years down the road. It wanted to know because it feels like safe trying to control the situation. But as things sort of progressed and unfolded, I had been like kind of needling with this for months maybe even like longer than that, probably a good couple of years, actually. And it was one of those things that I just couldn't let it go. The mind just kept picking at it and picking at it and wanting an answer. And then finally, when I did get the information so that I could make that decision, it was just like, it was right all along. But the the inner voice just kept telling me to wait. And the mind really struggled with that. But it's one of those things where I think if you have that same question, you can just keep asking your inner voice and it will keep giving you the same answer. And sometimes the mind won't want to deal with that. But the more you cultivate this relationship and the more you start living from your inner voice, the more you start to see the decisions it helps you make. They might not always make sense to the mind, but they always make sense for you. And it always ends up bringing you to a place that is closer to where you want to be. And if it ever seems like it's not doing that, sometimes I think it just means that it's like there was parts of your life that were out of alignment that needed to be cleared away. And sometimes that's uncomfortable when that happens. Like it's like a snake shedding its skin. Sometimes you have to do a little bit of rejigging to get to where you want to go. And it might not be super comfortable, but that's what's going to allow you to grow. So it's kind of like, how can you build these practices so that you feel safe sitting within the discomfort of that? And the next one is really doing the subconscious work. I, years ago, before I kind of started this business, I did like a business coaching program and it was really good and I really enjoyed it. But something I really thought was interesting was like some people came out of the program and they had a really like successful business, like kind of straight away or like it it started growing quickly. And then other people, it didn't seem to matter. 
like how much they did. They ended up procrastinating or they wouldn't be actually working on it or they would have all these fears come up. And I thought it was so interesting how even though we had all the same information, how people actioned on it so differently and how people let their their fears basically get in the way or their limiting beliefs. And so this is one of the things that I, it was actually one of the first things I ever worked on with RTT, like with my RTT, RTT therapist before I was doing it as a profession. And I was kind of, at that time I had my photography business and I was like, okay, like I have all the things that I need to have to make this a really successful business. Why isn't this working for me? And when we got into my subconscious, I realized I had all of these beliefs I had internalized from such a young age about like how you can't make a living doing what you love, how like artists don't make money. And so all of these like subconscious beliefs were kind of blocking me from actually creating those things in my business because your mind doesn't want you to waste energy. And if it believes that something's not available to you, it's going to go out of its way to make sure you don't do those things because it thinks that's a waste of energy. And so when I did that subconscious work and I changed those beliefs and was able to show my subconscious that like, no, you can be successful doing what you love. You can be an artist. It's not serving me to have these beliefs anymore. You can let go of it. My business grew so much so quickly after that. And like, while I'm not a photographer anymore, it really helps me understand how it's like that subconscious piece is everything. It doesn't matter how hard you're working. If you don't subconsciously believe that you can have the business you want, that it's possible for you, you're not going to do the things you need to do to get there. And obviously it's worth me plugging right now that now that we're going on summer break, I'm going to have a lot more spots open for client sessions. So if you've been listening to this podcast and you're like, Kim, I definitely relate to having these issues. Like I just feel like I'm trying so hard and I'm not really sure how to get there. It's definitely worth taking a look at your subconscious and clearing that stuff out because I've had so many clients where like we start working on their beliefs around money and like the next week they're like i already made back the cost of the session like (laughs) this money is just flowing in and i don't feel like i'm doing things outwardly different so working with your subconscious is such a powerful way just to start clearing out those beliefs that are stopping you from getting where you need to go or like taking the actions that you need to take and so i guess i've sort of been giving you these prompts as we've been going through the episode, but like the action step that I really want you to practice. And like, if you're somewhere where you're like maybe sitting down or um, I guess you can do this when you're driving, but obviously please don't close your eyes and like pay attention to your surroundings. And it it can be better to do this, like just sitting on your couch or in your bed or something um, when you have a chance, but this will just sort of give you the, how to do it. So basically, like I was saying before, like you just, Close your eyes down and just really connect into that part of you where you feel like you've heard that connection before, like whether that's deep in your belly or in your heart space and even just like asking yourself like inner voice, are you there? And just waiting for the answer. And depending how connected you are with your intuition, this is either like be a little weird sometimes for some people if they're new to this kind of work but I promise you the more you do it the easier it gets and then even just like thinking of bringing that situation to mind like whether it's in your business or your life and just being like 
focusing your energy down to that space and just being like, what should I do next? And just listening, like whatever comes up. And then once you kind of have that answer, then the next thing I like to ask is inner voice, why should I do that? And just waiting and Obviously, I'm kind of going through this a little bit quickly because we are on a podcast, but also other questions you can ask is like, where do you see this business going? How can I best be of service? Is there anything you want me to know about this situation? What should I do next? How can I support myself as I go through this? And just keep asking. And some people actually find this is a really helpful to journal on it because some people feel like they can connect with their inner voice a lot better if they're just kind of like free form writing. So this can be really powerful to just bring in as a morning routine. And even sometimes like if you just want to ask, like I just start writing it down, like inner voice, what do you want me to know? And then just letting whatever is coming through come through and just really allow your mind to take a break and know that like your mind is going to want to pop up. It's going to want to know like, hey, I don't know about that. Or like, it's going to question it or be like, that's not possible or whatever. But the thing that we really can tell the difference between the two of them is your inner voice is never going to sound like fear. It's not afraid. It's usually a lot less wordy than the mind. The mind is usually very active, um, especially if you have a strong mind. And the thing is, is really just like allowing that mind to just take a little bit of a break and just be like, nope, we're connecting to the inner voice. And the more you do this, the easier it becomes. So I hope this episode was helpful for you and that you were able to sort of take something away from this and start cultivating that better connection with your inner voice. And as I was saying, because now we'll be on summer break from university, I have a lot more spaces open to work with RTT clients one-to-one. So if this is support that you're looking for, you can either reach out on Instagram, send me a DM. I'm at kim.acrig over there. Or if you go to my link in my bio or in the show notes, there is a link to the calendar to book in. So, so happy to talk to you again. And until next time, I hope you have an incredible week.